0: I also offended our friend Lara the other day when she asked if one of her friends would come for dinner and I couldn't actually hide it on my face. I was like, uh, what did I say? I said something horribly rude. But it was just me jerk because I just love my shit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. And this is What's Your Drama. I want to talk to you about something we've never talked about before. Oh. <laughs> We're going to get deep? Because there's something that happens to me, but I think it doesn't happen to you, and I want to know why. Oh, this is going to be about a bodily function. I it's fucking It's not. Know. Okay. Well, it's about, like, a uh, sort of a bodily function. Okay, tell me. So, you know, once... Every few years, I get like a stupid crush on oh, like a movie star <laughs> or a celebrity, right? Yes. Like I and it becomes then I become a. Those so are everything. Yeah, yeah, and I start like imagining in my mind scenarios where mm-hmm. you know I script like a script. I've written about this. I called it years and years ago on the website. I called it my summer crush. Um, at one point, um, do you remember that movie? Who was the summer crush. What's that? Who was the summer crush you were talking about? At the time, it would have been, oh, maybe Jake Gyllenhaal. You had a thing for I know. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, that's this surprising. Was, whatever. Two, okay, fine. This was 2012. I don't okay. know. I can't remember when I wrote about it, but my summer crushes, even though they don't have to be in the summer, have been like Shane. Now I can't even remember his last name. Um, Shane? Shane. He was the guy in a walk to remember. Uh, that… It, n- the Mandy Moore radar. movie where she nope, has never cancer. Seen a, never seen a Mandy Moore movie. Shane something. Okay, uh, <laughs> like uh, like a Shane Tyler Thompson. West? I don't know. Uh, Shane West. <laughs> Shane West. Thanks, Yasik. How do you know that? Okay, you just know because she's told you about her crushes her no, entire I life. Who the dude was. Okay, right. I would watch Watch Remember over and over again, and kay. I'd be like, I love you. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling after I yes, saw The Notebook. Of course. Right? Yes. Obsession. He was everybody's boyfriend. Um, Joaquin Phoenix after Walk the Line. Really? I was super into Heath Ledger what for an a while. interesting cross section. Okay. Um, anyway, so but it has been it's been a while, like a long time. Okay. Oscar Isaac but not in the full blown like the full blown body crush kind of thing. Cause I know who this person is. That <laughs> I know. You We're not going to say. Talking. I don't want to say. Why can't we say? Because I'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. That is Look not. <laughs> if you could see the smile on your face right now, I've never seen you smile with so and much. He's not even a real person in the sense of like, they're not real, right? They're not part of our lives. There's no Correct. way. Correct. I'm anyway. glad you know that. <laughs> I- fuck you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, why doesn't this happen to you? I don't know. I think though I, I will Because I can't s- be the only person. No, you're not. Because we have friends that this happens to. You. Yes. Yeah. Like our friend Amy loves Timothy Chalamet Yeah. In in no kind of jokey way. No. Like she came last or two years ago to a tiff red carpet and um snuck on <laughs> just so she could see yeah. him. Yes. Um, she was standing right next to me. Like yes. she definitely yes. um I would never do that PS. Amy is Next level. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess I'm not… The last one was obviously Noah. That was… That felt very real to me. Noah Neo. That one felt very real to oh, me. Oh, no. But you weren't like writing fan fiction about yourself and Noah. But I don't… That's not me. But I definitely was like… Oh, I w- in another uh, lifetime I would leave Corey for this person. He's perfect for me. Yeah, okay. And that okay. lasted a solid three months. Okay. And then now I'm disgusted after, by him. After um, you saw to all the boys. I've been Oh, before. that okay. that did me in. I was okay. fucking like, there's. But, I was actually like a bit worried. I was like, this is a bit strange <laughs> that I'm in love with someone. Okay. So that was probably the. How many times did you watch it? Oh, many times. Okay. Many times to the point again where I was like, this is embarrassing. Okay. This is becoming a problem. Then I used to you love. You didn't share this with me. Any of us. You did not say. You kept yes. it to yourself. You did no. not. I had no idea you would go home after work and watch it. We were on a group chat exclusively about him. I would say that you. I mean, you did some said well, some I, dirty shit. I, I but think like, because it was felt so real that it was too embarrassing. <laughs> Um, And then I would say Josh Hartnett was one for me. I love Josh Hartnett. After 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh my God, he was so hot in that movie. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not to be like, but that was the time that I was living in London working at MTV and I interviewed him for that movie. Yeah. And after interviewing him, I was also like, I'm fucked. Like I'm in love with this person. This possibly could be real for me. That doesn't (laughs) necessarily count though because you met him. But it was work. I wasn't, but still like it, it put me over the edge. Same with Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and I asked him out, and he never wrote me back. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun, embarrassing story. <laughs> so my thing is like they're almost real to the point where it goes where I'm like, cuckoo, cuckoo, coo, coo. okay. So there, I'm so, there. Okay, I'm great. With you. This has happened to you before. No, yes. okay, great. And the, your most recent was Noah Centineo, three yes. months. So what do you think is going to happen to you? Because the new Nothing movie comes out. He's so gross to me. He's such a loser. <laughs> he got… Yeah. I, once I started to deep dive into his Instagram, I, the movie, it just lived and it yeah. was perfect. And, and then so when I cute. saw that there was a yeah. real person that was just really, really stupid, I was like, can't, boner killer. Yeah. Okay. okay so who But is you your, loved him in the movie. Loved him in the movie. Right. I, I'll just… I just want to say here that… It's definitely one of the stars of these Chinese romantic series that right. I've been binging. Right. That is my whole life right now. That's yeah, all still. I do. Yes, correct. Okay. I can't wait for you to leave so that I can well, spend time with my Chinese and Korean Drama series. We should note that I actually just texted you once over the holidays, and you didn't get back to me <laughs> for at, at all because you said you were so into these yes. soap operas. Yeah. Okay. So who's the star? No, but I listen. Why can't you say it? Because, because you're hiding like it's some not secret lover. I'm, it's not that I'm embarrassed. It's because I don't want to share him. <laughs> right. That's you don't how, other people. That's how fucked up I am right now. Kay. Is I have sh- shown you. Yes. You have like said yes. He's beautiful. Who else is agreeing with the? Everybody yes. I've shown says he's beautiful. Okay. But I don't want to put it out there because I'm freaky deaky like that. Yeah. I don't want you guys out there. Not that I'm whoever. Not that I have this microphone or whatnot. But I just I want to not have to share. You want to savor it. Yes. What does Yassik to my right think? Because this one, um, Yasik, is he doesn't, but Yasik, this one's a little bit real. When we were texting. How is it real? He's a 22 year old actor living in China. No, but you said to me <laughs> via text message while you were on the Golden Globes red carpet, Sasha, I can't deal with this. All I want to do is hold his hand. <laughs> like, I've never heard you say anything like that. And it was, and I was like, oh, yes. Yes. In the middle it- of my work. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of the <laughs> biggest red carpets. It was probably wedged in between like you interviewing Eddie Murphy and someone else and you were like, I want to hold this 22-year-old man's hand. <laughs> yeah, I think like you're fine with it. It's <laughs> good. He, he's it's fine. fine. It's he's God, like that's great. Borderline he, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's super pretty. He's very beautiful. He's so pretty. He has better skin than I do. Yes. He has bad, better hair than I do. Yes. Lovely jewelry, he, great style. Great style. Tall. He's so hot. Um, anyway, I will never meet him, although I am trying Excuse to… Excuse me? Engineer. Yes. <laughs> I also texted you, can you get us a trip to, to Shanghai? To Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> In which I was like, yes, I think I can. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> yes. Get a trip for us to go to Shanghai so we can interview, see movie stars and see TV stars. Yes. It's blowing up. Yes. I actually think that there's an interesting work component. We need to bring this to canadian and american audiences i agree i agree okay well i thank you for um because i thought you weren't that person and now I that am, i know I that you it's kind of crushed sad. on noah Centineo for three months it makes me feel so much better i feel embarrassed because i wonder i would like to hear from other people other people must right like even for sure except duana no Duanna does mm, i don't think she like not in, in the same kind of like squee little way that we do but she definitely has I don't want to imagine that okay? because it'll be Ray Romano and (laughs) it's totally Ray Romano. Right. Not love Ray Romano, (laughs) but we're not being ageist here. It's just that she has a particular type. As you said, Yeah, Tony Danza, Ray (laughs) Ray Romano, Romano. (laughs) and anybody else old you can think of. All right. Let's get into some people's drama. Yes. Less about our drama, more about other people's drama. Okay. Dear Sasha and Lainey, feel like I'm in a bit of a pickle and need your words of wisdom. I'm 32 and starting my career as a private sector lawyer. I've been single for about four years and have been playing the apps for months, uh, searching for somebody, and I finally landed on a super sweet guy. Let's call him Jack. Jack and I have been dating now for about a month, so it's very new, but the sparks are there. He is thoughtful and funny and really gives me the attention I've been looking for. But, and of course there is a but, we didn't talk about jobs on our first few dates, but two weeks ago we started talking about what we do. He had told me that he was an artist when we first met, but I'd never pressed on how he actually makes money. He always takes me for dinner, pays for everything, dresses well, etc. Anyway, when we got into it a bit deeper on our last date, he told me that he drives Uber and has been driving Uber for the last two years in order to supplement his life as a visual artist. Uh, I don't want to knock someone for earning a living, but I feel like that's not going to fly at the end of the day. When I asked him about what his longtime plan was, he didn't really have an answer. He said he's still figuring it out. I'm an overachiever. I've always worked hard. I want to have a big life and I'm not sure I can be with someone whose short-term plan is driving people for a living. Is that awful of me? If I'm being really honest, I'm a bit embarrassed as well. How do I tell my friends? How do I tell my family? What if one day I'm out for dinner and I call an Uber and Jack picks me up and my friends? Seriously, I fear that happening. Keep it real with me. Do I ditch him now before I catch real feelings or am I being totally unfair? You can call me Tony. Tony and Jack. Tony and Jack. So Jack is a great guy. He is sweet and thoughtful and… Cares uh, about her. Apparently he's got good style. Yep. I always pick up on that because I'm married to someone who has zero style, so <laughs> I'm… Yeah. Hi. Let's just I, dig in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually in an all-gray outfit right now, so <sighs> that's great. But so, he… The problem the is Pally he Henson. could no, have the, uh, style. He could have great style. He has all the elements and he just refuses yes, to he, have good style. But you made him dress up when you were on vacation one day, so you get those. You get those moments. Okay. Anyway, okay, this is sorry. about Tony, not right. about me. But haha, look at me making it about me again. <laughs> so, um, so Jack checks all the boxes except Jack ha- is, you know, a visual artist, yep. which he's working on that element, and yep. he has to supplement his income by drive Uber driving. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is Tony being an asshole? Uh, I think so. Yeah, me I think too. So. <laughs> Let's no, just get that okay. Out. Maybe not an asshole. I understand where you're coming from, Tony yeah, Tony's at the beginning of her career, you know, is hustling, wants, um, uh, yeah, she wants all the things. She wants the the facade that she's with a man who has it all too. And that's why I think it's kind of an asshole move because I think that shit's bullshit at the end of the day. I think if someone is driven, I think if someone's motivated, which sounds like he is, he's not sitting on his ass like hoping that the artist's dreams will come true. He's working so that he can make that dream come true. And for me, I'm like, hat tip to that. I really can't, I can't knock that. And I also think that, like, so, I mean, a job doesn't define who you are. And I also think that there are times where in your life things get shitty and you have to do those jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, Corey was unemployed for a year and a half and, um, and still he had more money than he saved, but, which was crazy. But not only that, at one point he was like, fuck, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to have to just, like, get a job at a bar. And for me, that kind of filled my heart because I was like, oh, he's going to man up and do what he needs to do to continue this life for us. Like, some people would be too ashamed to do that. Some people would feel like that was below them or beneath them. And I think, fuck, if he's just, like, trying to, like, I mean, they're still, I mean, he's still, I'm assuming they're young. Our reader, what? Our writer is 32. Yeah. So, like, people are still figuring their shit out. People fall through hard times. You know, when Corey was figuring out what to do, yeah. um, I remember I came over, I you had people over and we were hanging out, mm. and he was telling me that he wanted to start going into like the train, the railroad oh, industry. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a thing he wanted to do. He wanted to be a fucking railroad <laughs> engineer conductor. I was like, "Give me- no, that is actually something he wants to do. Right. Because he, he was like, everyone's not- aging out. And I was like, you're not going to be a fucking train conductor. And I was like, it- first of all, he's so interesting and funny. And I was like, okay, at first, uh, for the first 10 seconds, I was like, fuck you, whatever. And then he, I knew he was serious. And I was like, you know, that's really interesting to want to try different things <laughs> yeah. at, you know, I don't know, in your early 40s, mm-hmm. late 30s, and to be like, I want to be a train conductor. Yes. I mean, it just... Anyway, and I, I found it, like, not in a creepy way, but I found it kind of sexy, like, interesting. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to your point, or to, yeah, to your point about Jack, like, Jack is hustling. Mm-hmm. And not to get too on the nose about it, but he's driven, so he's <laughs> driving. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> he's driven. Yes. I, as you said, Sash, like, he could just be fucking, I don't know, loafing around, yeah. but he clearly knows he has to support himself. Mm-hmm. He has the money to take you out to be in a relationship or at least to be trying to embark on a re- uh, on a relationship. Yeah. So I don't… But I, I get, Tony, I get why we… Because I'm… My life is also… is My life is defined by my career. Mm-hmm. You said, like, life is not work for everyone. Correct. And I accept that. Yep. But I also… Except for me, that life is work. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I get a lot of value and worth out of it. So Tony, for sure, that's okay for you. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not sure if you're going to be able to find fulfilling love if you're looking for exactly the same thing in a person Mm, that you are. Yeah. Um, And then now, especially in our world, who isn't in the gig economy Totally. Totally. Exactly. Well, that's what I find too. Whenever I get into an Uber that doesn't feel like it's threatening my life, I always have these discussions with these, these guys who are driving these guys, mostly guys, some women. um, And like to hear their stories, they're all just trying to fucking make shit happen. Right. Like whether they're trying to like, yeah, like support their main goal dream. Yeah. That hasn't taken off yet. Or they're like supporting their family. Like it's fucking hard. It's really hard to make money. Yeah. In the gig economy, like yeah. I mean, in 2020, the gig economy is you and I are part of the gig economy. Yeah. Like we don't just have one, one job. job. Yeah. I have multiple jobs. Um, so I guess for you, Tony, in law, that is one of the older sort of traditional established, established mm-hmm. professions, and that's great. But I do think that that's going to be – fewer and fewer people are going to be in that. And more and more people are going to be part of this gig economy. So even if you say bye to Jack, there is no guarantee that the next person you meet is going to be a lawyer or an engineer or an architect or whatever. Mm -hmm. Chances are at your age, 32, the people you're going to be meeting are going to be people like Jack. And so I I don't know if you want to narrow your love scope in that way. I agree. And also, like, what means more? Someone with, like, a Swiss job and is kind of a bit of a dick and, like, unavailable sometimes? Or someone who is fully there for you and just fucking can also take you out for dinner with your girlfriends? That's great. Don't fucking have to pay for Uber. Yeah. Get a deal, a discount deal from Uber from him? Great. But also, real talk. I mean, if you are getting started in your law degree and you're not, like, I mean, you know the law environment, so what are the pickings there? I mean… If, if you're looking for people in the conventional professions, well, she's obviously been lucky, not lucky in love, right? In those areas, yeah. maybe. Like, I, yeah. I think that, listen, you're 32, I don't mean to come at you like, hey, let your big sister tell you. right? But having been around the world a little bit more, I can tell you that the people with non-gig economy jobs who, you know, you can bring home and be like… Hey he does this for a living it doesn't necessarily mean that there be, there'll be they will be good boyfriends or husbands in fact yeah exactly there are like a dot, list. Dot, dot there's a list of professions that I would never ever what ever what's the one topping your list I don't think I could ever be with like an investment banker right yeah that mm-hmm. world is super it, it's super Too on the nose of hustlers for you mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. That world. I mean, it just seems like there's. I don't know. I can't. I can't do. I can't be part of that wheel and deal life. Yeah. I could never ever be with an actor. Never. I fucking never. It, it, yeah. The insecurity. All, all their bullshit. No yeah. way. No way. I don't think I could be with like a uh, a chef. What? That would be my dream. Yeah, but it's the egos. Yeah, because they're all spazzes. But like, like oh have my... you heard about? Have you heard about, you know, In obviously every industry is being exposed, so there are so many people who have exposed… Why are they so ego-driven? Yeah, the the culinary industry, if you will, has been exposed and like… I mean, listen, we're not painting all chefs with one brush and all investment (laughs) bankers or or whatever, but there is an infrastructure within their system, within Mm. their particular industries that sets it up so that like the dude, the one man is the boss in the kitchen and there are certain behavioral standards yeah. that are have been long accepted. So, th- yeah, I've heard some stories. Oh, I could… Uh, a chef I fantasize a lot about. Yeah, but I guess you're only thinking about, the like… The food. Yeah, the that's food. what I want. But, yeah, yeah it, there's, like, an ego that comes with it. Yeah, that no, I, I know, is, I know. Or, but anyway, whatever. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, Tony, don't limit… Don't limit yourself. Yeah. Because you might end it with Jack, but the next person you swipe on it could be, like, a Lyft driver. Yeah, you know totally, I mean? totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but check out his art because like if his art sucks, then maybe you can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Really good point. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Sasha and Laney. We have a really tight group of girlfriends. We've been best friends for almost 10 years. We do everything and support each other to the fullest. One of our friends, Danielle, is newer to the group, but she fits right in and we adore her. We do these dinners once a month where everyone and their significant others, if they have them, come. It's just a fun get-together where we all drink and eat uh, way too much. Danielle just started dating this new guy, and while he seems nice enough, he has this annoying habit of being a know-it-all. He knows everything and everything and about everybody. It drives me crazy. He'll shut down anyone having a conversation with his opinion, and even when he agrees with someone, it's like he's trying to have a confrontation. He raises his voice a bit and just throws around all of his facts. He dominates all conversations all the time. I want to say something to Danielle, but I really just don't know how to tell her without insulting her relationship. Please don't tell me to suck it up because I can't take it anymore. I feel like he <laughs> ruins that dynamic of these dinners and I really can't take it any longer. Thank you. She didn't leave a name. Oh, oh God. That know-it-all guy. I know it all guy. Oh, I also have like major stranger danger when people come in like a like a a group setting that's already been. Yeah, you're really bad with that. Yeah, but you're I, so I, bad. I think that people say that I'm bad, which I am. But you're sort of the same way too. You don't <laughs> like people rocking the boat, newbie either. Well, I, it's clear you and I. That's where we intersect. Why do we do that? Where we just don't like people. I don't not like people. I just well, don't like people in my inner circle that I don't know. Yeah, I have I have mega like I've terrible stranger danger. Yeah, yeah. So this would be a real… this like would- my, I… Yassick always says to me, you are the, uh, such a bitch and our neighbors, nobody knows you. And <laughs> It's true. Didn't you, like… You, like, offended one of your neighbors across the street. I did not. Yeah, something like that. I feel like you told me something about that. But anyway. No, I also offended our friend Lara the other day when she asked if one of her friends would come for dinner and I couldn't actually hide it on my face. I, I was like… Uh, what did I say? I said something horribly rude. But it was just me jerk because I just love my shit that I don't like other people coming into my shit. Oh my God. The look on your face was, yeah, I was crying. Yeah. Inside you were. You didn't defend me, but that's fine. I was, anyway, Anyway, so I'm a horrible person and I, I recognize that. I'm a horrible person too. So I definitely sympathize with this person and the, um, dynamic shift, the dynamic shift with with the the know it all. Yeah. I, yeah, what do you think? Okay, so you are not willing to suck it up. So if you're not willing to suck it up, then we have to explore other options. Yes. And if you're not willing to suck it up, then the other options are going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be an element, let's be clear, of having to suck it up in some way. Mm, I no? don't know. Okay, if, what do you think? She's Cause... she's made her choice. She has straight up said to us, I don't want to suck it up, which is the sweep everything under the rug approach, right? Okay. So she sounds like she's Ready to rock. Ready to rumble. Okay. If you're ready to rumble, then um, don't take it up with the girlfriend. Okay. Your this friend. Is where, don't okay. take it up with yep. Danielle. You don't have to, right? Like it's… You have a problem with somebody, you go directly to the somebody. So making a scene. No, not making a scene. But if the guy is a know-it-all and he's annoying, then there is a way or, or if you want to like handle yeah, it… Yeah, yeah. Because, again, it's not fun for you anyway. So you might as well (laughs) go for it and be like, hey, can someone else finish? Like, you know, we're supposed to be having a conversation. Right.
1: Just straight up. it that
0: way. Yeah. Just straight up. And kind of embarrass him. Uh, Because that is embarrassing for the person at the table. Unless he's a fighter and he, like, gets off on it. But it's also putting Danielle… Is with her name Danielle? Yeah. In kind of an awkward situation, no? Well, it's not… Listen, it's… No more awkward than for the other people. It's not that. It's that I don't want Danielle to have to wear it. No. Like… I don't either. When Yasik is being embarrassing at a party or a dinner, I don't wear it. <laughs> when the fuck am I embarrassing? <laughs> like, oh when God. he goes on and on and on and extends a story… I would say he's I embarrassing. On. I, I, I wouldn't say he's embarrassing ever. Corey's been embarrassing for sure by being the drunkest person ever. Actually, yes, it gets really high sometimes and is… I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not embarrassing. embarrassing. Excuse me. But (laughs) the time when you guys picked me up and we went to… Yes. Yes. um, Our friend's show. You have to give that. And he was like multiple squared… And then there was, like, a thing where, I don't know, there I don't know, he was, you and he Corey was were laughing so hard That was him. the night we went to go to Dylan's party. Yeah, so yeah. that. And I got in the car, I didn't feel, no. I didn't no, feel I had didn't. to carry that. No, you didn't. And no, you didn't. I did not. No. Okay. I did not. And, and you don't have to, like, and when Corey goes I missing, oh, you don't carry it. I carry it. I, like, you... What do you mean? Like, you think it reflects badly on you? Well, yeah, because there's nothing worse than thinking that your friends don't like your partner. And then you're like, oh, my God. Like, it just makes you feel like you're with a fucking nerd. How? Okay. I get well, second. I get secondhand major embarrassment I, for the people I I think like. you need to get over that because okay. obviously everybody adores Corey. But if they didn't, like, they don't in this situation, you know, I just feel bad. For me, I, and I get it, I think that that is actually a really good tactic to, like, kind of stand up to the person who is ruining the night and is yeah. dominating everything. Yeah. For me, I my tactic would be to um, have to suck it up a bit so that everything remains the same because I love things remaining the same. But it's not the same already. No, because this is what you do. You say, hey dudes, hey gal pals that we've known for 10 years, I want to change our dinners. I want it just to be us, no significant others. Then you just get… You get your pie and you get to eat it fucking too, and you don't have to see, like, Danielle's fucking boyfriend or any other buddy's boyfriend. But she loves this fucking fam jam but there's thing. there's a sacrifice, and the sacrifice is cut the fucking annoying dude out, but still at least hang on to what you had in some dynamic, wait, because of one person, yes, all correct. the others correct. have to suffer correct. and let go of I the would thing that. that they really enjoy. Yes, I would. I do that. totally disagree. I think you have tried and fix the situation, and it can turn into something positive. Okay, I just don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, too. I How mean, what if this of all, guy's here forever? How about if Danielle marries him, and forever and ever more, you have these shitty fucking experiences? With th- they're going to become no fun eventually, right? That's why I'm like, if. If you can savor and get something out of it, still, then save it so you can still have these dinners because he's going to continue to come and it's going to fucking be a buzzkill all the time. Every but month. what if you're doing that, like Danielle, a favor or him a favor? Maybe no one in his life told him, like, gave him the feedback. Hey, you're not that actually socially, um, socially with it. And here's how you can improve. This is like personal development. You don't think people have eye rolled this dude enough times in his life that he hasn't gotten the fucking hint? I I don't know. I don't know because there are Listen, I'm I know know-it-alls and I know that they so have, I'm nobody about, has told them I'm thinking Straight about up. a mutual know-it-all that we know. Okay? I can't say this person's name out loud because that would be horrible. He is OTT know it all. I'm sorry. And how do we act with him? We tell him straight up to his face, you suck. You're wrong. That's true. You're so annoying. <laughs> that's true. Leave. I'm not that's talking true. to you anymore. That's true. I've seen you do it. You've seen me do it. I actually say it to his face I on, just a, don't... Right. on, on a, in a live situation when we're recording. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. You're right. With an audience. So so I'm glad you brought him up because I, I think that we're demonstrating to our our the person who wrote mm-hmm. in that… Like, I have straight up done that before. When someone is stupid and being a know-it-all, I have said, like, no. But can you imagine if that know-it-all that we're talking about was in your life every month? Well… That's, Every month, that's just it. Like sitting at this dinner you're table, spoiling with you? this thing that I really enjoy. So why, if she's already not going to suck it up, I'm just saying the only option she gave us to me is okay. Then like fucking tell him to his face. Okay. You, okay. Like you don't have to be rude about it the first time. You can just be like, hey, this is a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know. Can everyone have their turn? Exactly. Or, you know, I just don't agree with you. Like, you know, I'm not going to agree with you that you're right. Like, let's move on then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Sorry. Fine. I say you, okay. I bow down to this advice of yours then. I step back from mine for time being. If you can do what Lainey's asking you to do, and it turns out, well, congratulations. If it doesn't, then I would go to fucking plan B, which is mine, which is fucking stop having the other extracurricular activity people coming in and just fucking narrow in on your girlfriends. Yeah. Good luck. Let me, let us know how it goes. Like, please. I really do. If you live in Toronto, I might even come. She totally. She, <laughs> that's your other option. Just cut, bring Laney and she'll just yell at him. <laughs> Uh, Okay, last question. Hey, Sasha and Lainey. My girlfriend introduced me to your podcast and I fucking love it. Since y'all dish out such solid advice, I was hoping you might be able to help me deal with this very bizarre situation. So a friend of mine, let's call him A, is dating a girl we'll call D. Over the course of A and D's relationship, his other friends and I have lost count of all the red flags D has thrown up, but A seems totally oblivious. The girls batshit shit crazy. For one, we've never met her in person and not for lack of trying. What? Our group of friends are all in our early 20s and several of us are in a committed long-term relationship. We do a lot of couples activities together, dinner parties, camping, that sort of thing. We always invite A and D, but D never comes, even if A does. They've been dating for two years now. What's more, one of our friends C is A's cousin and C tells us that D never shows up to their family functions either, or if she does, she makes him leave 10 or 20 minutes into the occasion. And that sort of control is the rule of their relationship. When we threw a bachelor's party for C, again, that's A's cousin, A left an hour into the party because D wanted him to go hiking with her the next morning. We'd been planning for we'd be planning the party for months and D decided they ought to go hiking on a whim instead. She gets very territorial about A spending too much time with anyone other than her. Dee is absolutely nasty to people on social media. Our whole group of friends is very liberal, but we live in a very conservative region. And D does this thing where she goads hapless old ladies into Facebook comment wars and then cusses them out for day-long threads. For example, she's an aggressive atheist and frequently berates people on social media for expressing any sort of religious devotion. Yikes. I'd like to give her grief. I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt. But again, she refuses to engage with his friends. And it's not as if we're a particular group of friends she does not mingle with. She doesn't engage with any of his friends or family. God, this sounds insane. None of that stuff is even the weirdest shit. D recently convinced A to co-sign a mortgage for her parents. Feel free to read that again. A is still working to put himself through college. They're not married, and he co-signed a mortgage for his girlfriend's parents. He's helping this girl's parents buy a house. Generally, I would consider A to be pretty emotionally adept. But his parents went through a nasty divorce when he was younger, and C and I feel like he doesn't have a good concept of what a loving, respectful relationship ought to look like. He's had some pretty toxic relationships in the past, but when we confronted him about those, he iced us out until those relationships ended, after which he conceded that uh, he should have listened to our warnings. Because of the way he's reacted to interventions in the past, we're cagey about confronting him about D, but A's been talking about marrying this girl. How do we express our concern for our boy? Please help, super reluctant groomsmen. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, so D is a really possessive girlfriend. Yeah. And has pulled some weird shit. Yes. And doesn't want to meet them or be part of A's life outside of her. Right. And, um, but also marriage looks like it could be in the right distant future. Okay. And, um, um, okay. So, I'm not going to dump on D here. No. Okay, because of D's past. No, no, I'm I'm not going to dump on the oh, the territorial possessive girlfriend. Okay. Because as hard as this is to hear, if he's like co-signing mortgages and bailing on family members, mm-hmm. and isn't the problem a little bit also with A? Yes. Like I get it. Maybe uh, to uh, to me it sounds like D is beyond help or like you you guys have uh, have already decided who this person is and she's not worth it, right? Yeah. This is she's not a good person. Okay. She's so we don't yeah. have to there's n- no conversation. She's, okay. This is not a good person. So now you you're figuring out how to help A and I know you feel sympathy for him. You feel bad for him. He's in this situation, but also let's be honest, he's blinded He's silly. He's naive. He's, but because of all those reasons, you don't think that's why you should help your friend. Is because he's I think they should help him. Naive. But I think that they should help him. But I think sometimes helping before you help somebody, you have to take a very sober look at who you're helping. Mm-hmm, Yes. Right. Right now, all they and it's great to have compassion, but you also should like be a little angry at your friend. Yeah. For also uh letting this go on for so long. And this friend has had a history of hooking up with um not so great girlfriends in the past. Right. So your friend is your friend needs healing mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, I'm I'm not saying you should be angry at him, like slap him in the face and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Snap out of it. Like clearly your friend's going through something. Clearly your friend has low self-esteem or self-worth where he thinks that the only people who he can be with are people who essentially are abusive towards him Mm -hmm. and controlling. So let's reverse it, right? The typical story that we normally hear in these situations is uh, a controlling and possessive man who is controlling a woman and you're like, okay, so what do you do in this situation? How do we read the woman? Well, she needs therapy. She yeah. needs help. She needs an intervention. We have to like get it done yeah. that way. And so we need to apply the same… Yes, good yeah. So I don't want to think about D for a minute. I just want to think about A and be like, has anyone sat down with A and been like, hey, you know what? You've been carrying around a lot of pain and trauma like let's talk about why you don't love yourself enough to 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 want to be loved properly yeah i think that that of course is like exactly what needs to be done and i think that typically when you're in those situations your like again knee jerk reaction is to be like that girl's fucking bananas and she's fucking ruining your life and you put all of that on the person and then yeah. that just makes the person who is insecure and is in love with the person defensive. Exactly. They feel like instead of having to stand up for Mm -hmm. themselves, they have to stand up for someone else. Yeah. So yes, exactly. I like agree completely with what you are saying, which is go to the heart of the issue, which is the heart of the issue, which is your friend. And what you may not know what the heart of the issue is yet because, I don't know, clearly they've been through some family trauma. There's been a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Like this is somebody who… I don't know. I don't know if they have a healthy understanding of what love should look like. So what do you do? So this is it, right? Like, I think that the first attempt here is to have that soft approach, to have that real connection with your friend, to be like, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about how your framework for relationships, I want to like, yeah. I want to help you let me know how we can get through this therapy, like I can find you a therapist, all that kind of stuff. But I've been in situations, too, where you go there, you go to the fucking root of the issue and try to help, and that person still doesn't get it. Well, it depends on where you start. Like, a lot of the focus of of this friend group seems to be focusing on how terrible of a person D is. Yeah. And not really understanding what it is that A gets out of it. So I would… If if it were me, that's like, a lifelong I, tangle to untangle, do no, you know what I mean? I get it. But like, you know, if I were exploring this from the very beginning, I would have a nice heart to heart that isn't negative with A and be like, so hey, you and D have been together for two years now. Like, how you know, are you happy? Like, what are your happiest times together? You yeah. know, what how, what does she add to your life? I really want to know. I'm I'm so curious. I, I I care about you, you know. Um Uh, You know, what what are the happiest times you've had together? How does she make you feel? How does she build you up? Like, tell me, I'm here to listen to these examples. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you start from the beginning. Yeah. um, Because I don't think that you go right in and be like, hey, I know I said this before, but I've… So I have to, like, reverse or at least kind of go back and revisit what I said. It's not, you know, hey, you need to love yourself. It first is investigating… What she brings to his life, mm-hmm. what is happiness to get him, to him. thinking, to get him thinking mm-hmm. about it, and to get him talking at the very least, to really begin that conversation of what is the thing in his life that she is satisfying, right? And ultimately, if all this is true, then she's satisfying something that um, he needs to address. But first, you have to get to to what she is bringing to his life. She's bringing something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there's, there's a reason to the gap that she's filling in his broken heart, for sure. Yeah. I just think that that can sometimes be a lifetime of pain that you can't fix in a quote-unquote intervention or a heart-to-heart. I've had a friend who is, like, consecutively gets in the worst relationships, um, and, I, and, I, and this is going to sound cold… But I think at a certain point as a friend, sometimes you need to fucking piece the fuck out of the friendship and not be involved. Like, yes, I think you should do as much as you can, um, which is what you've outlined here, Lainey. But at a certain point, then I think you have to be like, sorry, dude, you're on your own. Like, I think it's like really painful to have to watch your friend go through um, like such a horrible relationship. And also like not to be like super serious, but the dude's like hemorrhaging money that it doesn't sound like he has. To fucking mortgage this chick's fucking parents' home, like at a certain point, I sometimes think you have to step away from the banana ness of it all, right? And just be like, you're on your own. You you're a grown human being. You're gonna have to make those mistakes because sometimes you just have to let go. I think that I don't think I'm not there there yet. No, I don't think that that they're there yet. They're there yet. I'm just saying that is that is sometimes the reality of it too. Yeah, I would like to know if at any point. They've anyone has ever talked to him about what D brings to A's life Mm -hmm. and how he feels about her and what it is about her that makes him happy. I think that's a starting point. I think you have to start there, understand what this relationship is from his perspective first, Mm -hmm. because then you kind of know what's at least you'll be able to speculate about what's going on with him, like what need she serves that frankly other people aren't. And if that's a fucked up need or if it's, it's a need that needs to be healed or a need that needs to be um, you know, addressed, then at least you know what it is. I also think it's really important in those conversations too to um, express um, how these relationships have changed the person, like their friend. Like if you can have those markers to be like, you know, you have become totally like, you know, you've become, you've like made yourself distant from us. You don't seem happy anymore. Like if you can actually, if you have those handful of examples, yeah. I think that's really powerful too, to show kind of the arc of the change and demise of someone's personality. Yeah, Like you got, you got to think about this, but I think the, the option is to go soft as opposed to, as you've been yeah. saying from the get-go, which is hammering how um, horrible she how is. Horrible she yeah. is. I think… Yeah. So however you go about it, make the focus him and not her. Yeah. And what he needs and what he's getting. Yeah. Keep us posted though. Keep us posted. All of you keep us posted. Yeah. We always want… We always yeah. want the goods after We afterwards. want updates. <laughs> um, keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at com And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave comments and reviews. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.